my experience with dating apps so far. So thus far on this dating app, I've talked to exactly two people and I unmatched with them the nanosecond they responded to something I said with a single word. I was like, fuck off. I waited a day for you to respond to like a sincere large amount of information with, oh yeah, either you're a terrible conversationist or you, you fucking don't want to talk to me, so fuck off. I don't care how attractive you are. All I'm looking for, someone easygoing who can hold a conversation and likes to laugh. But I swear to you, with a lot of these dating apps, people who are on them may not even be necessarily looking for, like, to actually meet up with people ever. They're probably just there in part for their own self-aggrandizement or to have their own ego straight or whatever. Like, look how many people fucking liked my profile. Just to randomly uh, toy with other people or whatever. As a person who does get some... What's the word? Um, oh, self-esteem, feeling of self-worth from other people telling you you're pretty good, right? Uh, I get that from the job that I do. And so I can understand why normal people would want that as well. Even if they're strangers, seeing you have some sort of worth in any capacity can uh, make you feel good about yourself, you know? Such a cynic? No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying everyone on the platforms are like that, but there is definitely some people who are like that. I have said before though, I should really start working on my Instagram. Cause that's the, it's the platform that the chicks dig, right? It's the Instagrams. But I don't fucking go anywhere. I'll just take a picture of myself in every room in my house and pretend it's a different place. <laughs> furniture will help me get chicks. They don't have to know that I don't have furniture. I have a green screen, true. <laughs> I just picture myself green screened into a fuck ton of different situations. Like obviously, I'm sure you guys know, it's harder than simply just green screening something. Cause you have to like, be good at visual effects and change the lighting of the scene to complement the scene that you're trying to suggest that you're in. I don't have those kind of skills. Those kind of skills are worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like on, on big budget movies and all that stuff. K-Tech, how's the tindering going? I'm not on Tinder, but not good. It's only been a couple of days. The only other dating website I've ever been on is OkCupid, and I'm totally missing that shit. I don't think that's what young people are using, but the reason I liked OkCupid is you could legitimately write a narrative, you know? You could give as much information as you want, you could tell a fucking story. These goddamn mobile swiping apps or whatever, it's just all bullshit. You write some pointless fluff that doesn't really mean anything and people judge you based on your physical appearance. Like I have a weird thing with the, the app that I'm on that I I don't press like on people who are too attractive. I was like, I, I, this would just be too high maintenance. I'd feel insecure all the fucking time. I'd, I don't want to deal with this shit and I, I don't like it. I'm, all I'm looking for is a person somewhere in the middle, not really ugly, but not really attractive kind of thing. A person who clearly takes care of themselves, but you know, is, isn't like obsessed with themselves, you know what I'm saying? Having a generic appearance. I bet black people think all white guys in black tank tops are you. It's not just black people. Everyone thinks everyone who has brown hair is male and has a black tank top as me. No joke. I never realized how generic I look as a person until I had a bunch of fans who do the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at stuff, going, look, it's Dark Viper! And it's just some random dude with, like, brown hair. And I'm like, okay, I see your point. 
I do look like that guy, but no more than I look like every other white guy with dark hair. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had facial hair and a, bla a black tank top and like, you never find me, you know? The long arm of the law will never find me as long as I can just walk into a crowd of people. They'd just be constantly turning people around and it won't be me. I can blend in anywhere. I'm the default character in the old wrestling games. <laughs> Worrying about my father and old age. I've begun to worry about my father. My father, for those unaware, is in his 60s. As in, he met my mother when she was in her early 20s and he was in his 30s. So, like, there was a 10-year age gap. They were only together for 20 years. Well, it's a long time, but I mean, you know, they didn't stay together forever, you know what I'm saying? But my dad, he once said to me, um, one of the things that drives him and uh, and makes, like, him believe his life is, is he's doing good in his life and whatnot, is he feels like the money that he makes, these jobs and stuff, is gonna help me and my sister in, in the future. Like, he's in a way, he feels like he's doing good because he's providing for his kids and their future. Now that I've become successful, and to be frank, I, I don't need any potential money from him or whatever, I've begun to be concerned that he's, uh, well, he's probably happy for me. He's lost a, a part of what was kind of driving him to have purpose in life in his old age. And I've heard that, like, he, he went to the gym consistently for, like, 50 years, like, every day, and he stopped. I heard that, and I was shaken to my core. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm legit, legitimately worried for my father. And looking at my dad, my dad doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. Like, he, he goes to work, and he drinks. And the doctor has told him he has to cut down on drinking. What I'm just saying is, I, I gotta go visit my father. Go to dinner with him or something and see. And try to get him to do something with his life. Seeing my father have, like, maybe one friend that he refuses to go visit and how he does nothing with his life. I worry that I'm gonna end up that way as well in my later life. The one advantage I have over my father though is I've got the fucking internet. When I'm 65, I'm gonna have video games. I'm gonna be able to talk to people in video games. I'm gonna be that old guy in your guild like, oh, you kids, you don't understand. These video games back then used to be so much better than they are today. You don't have to do a microtransaction to move two feet. Oh, lordy. <laughs> Have you kids ever heard of Grand Theft Auto V? I was a big shot with that game one day. Back then. <laughs> you don't care about your old-timey games. Fucking old-timer. The kids in, you know, 2065, they just don't fucking stand, chat. I get no respects. They're playing God Modern Warfare 21. Idolizing streamers and introversion. Mr. Skunk, thank you for five dollars. Love seeing how much you've grown in the years. You give me motivation and you're a big role model to me. Good luck on your run. And I love your eyebrows. Amen. Who said it recently? You shouldn't idolize streamers. So there's many reasons you could give for that. But I can't say that I live a truly well-rounded full life, right? I, I excel in exactly one area of my life. One. And that's, you could call it my career. In terms of friendships, romantic relationships, family relationships, experiential seeing of the world. I fail in all these things massively. 
the reason I like my life is because the thing that I do for my career is something that I find amazingly satisfying. To the degree that it overwhelms my somewhat negative feelings about being a failure in those other areas. Using me as a role model in terms of my complete lack of work-life balance is maybe not in your best interest, you know? So what, what, what I mean by this, my good traits, sure, attempt to emulate. My bad ones, uh, avoid like the plague. <laughs> Am I an introverted person? That's a fantastic question. It depends what you mean by introverted. So if simply by introverted, do you mean that I'm perfectly fine with being alone and I can enjoy being alone and going out can sometimes tire me to the degree that I need to be alone for a bit to recharge? To a degree, that's certainly a way to describe me. But if you're describing me to be simply asocial, as in I don't like going places, no. As in like, if I got an invite to a party and I had nothing else on, I'd go. When I was younger and I, I had friends, I would go out to places. I mean, we'd go to the city and stuff. The thing I suck at is, you know, talking to strangers, meeting new people, whatever. Unless I'm drunk, then I can do it. But, and I don't crave these experiences like some other people do. Like a more extroverted person kind of, kind of you know, needs to go out, go places to kind of be happy, you know? Like I was annoyed in COVID. I mean, I understand it's still raring in some places, but it's not a big thing here right now. I was annoyed during COVID that, you know, the, the two things that I do over a year where I really go out and enjoy myself, um, like Twitch parties and packs, I could do neither of those things. But it wasn't a huge problem for me. But an extroverted person, you know, going out like, they go crazy if they don't go out at least once a month or whatever, if not once a week, far more negatively impacted by the inability to travel. My Clips channel is the sixth most influential channel in Australia. My Clips channel is listed as the sixth best channel in Australia? It is not. Where does it list that? Um, it says I'm 665th, but that's, that's based on subscribers, I think. I've never seen one that just says based on viewership. Oh, shit, it is! Based on viewership, my Clips channel is the sixth most popular channel on Social Blade. <laughs> Look at the difference between me and Laser Beam. <laughs> well, how, how, do they, how do they sort popular? Oh, this is by SB rank. Because I how does how is Social Blade rank calculated? What is Social Blade rank? Oh, is that it? I, I'm I'm just Social Bladed a lot. It aims to show my influence. Oh, okay, I see. According to Social Blade. My Clips channel is the sixth most influential channel in Australia. <laughs> Based on their social blade score or some such coolio. Okay, that's some fun information. Thank you, uh, person, for informing me of that. I have always cared a lot about my Twitch emotes. Like, you can go back all the way to the beginning of me on Twitch and how much effort I put into my emotes and how much pride I took and all the effort I went to find someone who can make them for me. Like I was saying all the way back then that I'll one day have the greatest set of emotes on Twitch. I, I even made a video saying how mad I was when there was a, there was a thing that came up where uh, Summer1G tweeted out and said, whenever I see a streamer 
in my chat typing their own emotes. I just view that as them trying to promote themselves for publicity and shit. And he's like, it's it's rude to use another person's emotes in their chat if you own them. And like Nick Merck is like, yeah, it's like, what, my emotes not good enough for you? Why aren't you using my emotes? And even then and now, I say, it's because my emotes are better than yours. They just are. It's a subjective preference, certainly, but I like my emotes. I, I, I've spent eons thinking on and designing, at least the ideas anyway, of the emotes that I have. Of course I'm going to think they're better. I'm not, I'm not using a picture of my doggo holding a flower because I want your viewers. I'm doing it because I like my doggo holding a flower. <laughs> but ever since then, I, I do feel weird using my emotes in another person's chat, unless of course I've rated them. Because I worry they're going to look upon me weirdly for using them. And that makes me sad. I take, I, I take pride in my emotes. I do. I wish I had the skills to draw them myself. But at least I thought of the ideas. At least I was involved in the process somewhat. How I would do a subathon. I am surprised Ludwig is keeping 30,000 viewers on his, you know, 140 hour stream or whatever it is right now. Like if I did something similar, every sub caused the stream to go longer. All I would do is play Heroes of Might and Magic. And so the stream would end very quickly, because people would just get bored of that shit. Heroes of Might and Magic is like my favorite game of my childhood. If you don't know it, you're really missing out. I, the third version. Like, all the rest are like, eh. But the, it's, it's like a game that to today still has a competitive scene. And, you know, it's like 20 years old or whatever. Like, Clicks Philip just made a video saying how amazing it was. <laughs> Yeah, Heroes of Might and Magic 2 is good too, but 3 is just a better version of 2. Even today, it holds up as a game. Because people still play it, there's been a modding effort to improve it somewhat. There was actually a chance for the game to be remastered at one point, and they remastered it and gave it better graphics, but they removed, like, all the features. No random map generator, no... DLCs, all the expansion packs that added so much. It was like the bare basic bones of the game with no changes except it looked better. So you had to make a choice. Do you want your game to look slightly better or do you want like 90% of the content in the game? Huge letdown. And they claim like, oh, but we, we, we lost the rest of the files for the game. Yeah, bullshit. Blizzard said the same thing. If you did an endless Heroes of Mind magic, I would create an army of old accounts and sub each one every month to keep you on the air forever. If that were true, I would totally be willing to do that. If you want to play the game, I highly recommend downloading it for $5 to $10 from good old games and then getting it the free fan expansion Horn of Abyss. People accusing me of being obsessed. There's this weird trend um, that people seem to have. When they see me go on and on about a particular topic or something and they say like you're obsessed and i'm just like do you not know what i do for a living i go until i be i've i believe i've had enough or i go until i meet my goal i go until i've done everything that i want to do and i don't stop before then where a normal person would have finished or given up because it's too much effort i will keep going if I have in my mind the goal to do something, I will continue to pursue it until I fall over dead. The Ramble Watchers. Thank you anyone who watches my stuff. The people who care about my rambles though. True MVPs. I shouldn't say that. If you don't like that content, you shouldn't watch it. But I mean, uh, those rambles. 
I like. Wish I could get them out sooner. Because always keep in mind, guys, as much as I enjoy gaming, as much as I enjoy gaming content, my roots on YouTube are in commentary, in, are in response videos. That's where I've begun, and that is where a part of my heart still is. Calling out people for their bullshit. Talking about random stuff. Sharing ideas. Learning stuff. Do I like that as much as playing this game? Laughing? Speedrunning? No. If I had to pick one, I'd definitely pick GTA V. And laughing. I laugh more in a day than most people laugh in a week, I think. Very few days go by where I don't have myself a good belly laugh. I'm very privileged in that respect. <laughs> Why don't I have a six pack then? Who says I don't? Huh? Huh? Islam and the importance of religion. I should do some research into Islam. I've read the Quran and I've watched maybe 50, I think, 50 debates on Islam between both Islamic apologists and Christian apologists and uh, atheists and Islamic uh, apologists. Islam's apologetics is much less refined than Christian's. Um, both still extraordinarily unconvincing. But I guess Islam has just suffered far less pushback in the past of the world where it is very dominant. And so it needed to be less refined. Most of what it has, it's just copied from Christian apologetics. Um, you know, chain, fudging a little bit. But yeah, this is a part of my life that I don't care about anymore. But that was a significant part of my life um, in my early 20s. As they, I, I, I had a YouTube channel dedicated to these debates and these discussions. But it just doesn't matter anymore. You know, you do you, as they say. I've learned enough to be comfortable enough in, in what I believe in. I'm fairly indifferent what other people believe at this point. Especially considering the, the just trend of lack of significance or lowering of significance of religion in society. Especially in the Western world. Like even if you look at in Islamic uh, countries dominated by um, Islamic uh, Islam as a religion, you can you can track people's rates of importance of religion in day-to-day -day life, and it just continues to decline as countries become more prosperous, as technology becomes uh, more ingratiated into everyone's lives. The significance of religion goes down as more of the world gets access access to electricity, the internet. The significance of words written down hundreds of years ago by people far more ignorance than even the most basic person going to school today are seen as far less significant. I don't need the, I have no desire to speed along that process. I've got bigger concerns. I don't dislike religious people. I don't find it in any way, shape or form necessary to combat people on religion. In the same way, I, I feel no necessity to listen to it anymore. You come up to me and say, Amen, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I'd be like, yeah, man, power to you. You come up and say, all praise be Allah. I'm like, yeah, go for it, man. I don't care if you come up and say it to me, Zarathustra or whatever. Zoroastrianism is the fucking way to go. I'm like, you, you go, brother. You get him. You fight the good fight. Done enough of that shit. Jehovah's Witnesses on the door is always fun. Ah, oh, Jehovah's Witness comes by. Oh, no, like, I've had people come to the door and like sweet little old ladies and like, oh, yeah. You young man, you, you need the, the Lord in your life. You want to come to this uh, gathering we're having over here. I'm like, oh, yes, very good. Yes, very thank, thank you for stopping by. Like, <laughs> I just want to close the door and get back to streaming or whatever I'm doing. But uh, I don't I don't, I don't, don't want to be rude or uh, yeah, belittle them or whatever. So I'm just like, yes, yes, very good. Yes. Mm. They're getting some satisfaction out there. They're, they're 
being with people, you know. I mean, we talk about these topics a lot. It's, it's, some of it's in rambles. It's not, it's not a very interesting topic these days. But far more important things to talk about, like TikTok and pineapples. Yeah. <laughs> Up is not jump. Who? I watched, um, was it Up is not jump released a video yesterday about, um, Hitman. He goes to a lot of effort with his videos in terms of, uh, getting real life props and whatnot. That is a guy who, uh, enjoys dressing up and doing weird stuff on camera. Okay, that, that kind of sounds sexual. I, I didn't, I just mean for his videos on YouTube, okay? It's, I don't know anything about him personally, okay? All I'm saying is though, though, because I, I didn't mean to bring this up, but now that it has been brought up, it would be surprising to me, given the amount of costumes that he has, if he did not use them for other purposes, other than his YouTube videos, now that I think about it. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why, why wouldn't you do that? Up is not jump. You may have seen his videos, um, why X game is a nightmare. He does a lot of VR stuff, like why this VR game is a nightmare. The movie Moneyball, mild spoilers. I watched a movie recently, Moneyball. I had heard many references to this movie and it's got fat Jonah Hill with Brad Pitt. And the whole idea is that there was a way that baseball was run back in the day and how groups made teams, you know, based on gut instinct and analysis of, you know, I've been in this industry for 20 years and I know who a good ball player is. We need this person, blah, blah, blah. And then Jonah Hill, as this idea was like, it's just all about the numbers, man. It's just, it's just mathematics. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter any of this. I've got a gut feeling garbage. Let's just like crunch the numbers and build a team based on the numbers. Brad Pitt is a guy who makes teams, or I mean, he was making a particular team or whatever. And he sees Jonah Hill as right. And then they, they make a team and they prove that, you know, the way that everyone's been thinking about baseball is wrong. And uh, yeah, that's basically the movie. Not a lot right, happens. What I just described is the movie. Well, shit, and it takes two and a half hours. But I watched it like 2.2 times speed, so yeah, it was fine. Okay. The reason why the movie is a bit of a letdown, despite the acting being great and it being somewhat of a nice movie to watch, it's because you know what the ending is. Because if Jonah Hill's way of looking at baseball was wrong, they wouldn't be making the movie. So of course they must succeed in demonstrating to everyone that this is the way that baseball should be played. That's every movie? Not necessarily. I mean, the ending is a little bit different than what you'd expect, because it's based on real life, so it's not like the absolute highest possible happy ending. But it's close enough where you're like, okay, yeah, fair enough, you know. Do you have to know baseball to watch it? Not at all. I know nothing about baseball, I care nothing about baseball. Honestly, what carries the movie is just the acting. I watched Seven, you mean, what's in the box? Is that the movie you're talking about? The lengths I went to to read books as a kid. Someone asked me, do I read books? Not anymore. When I was a kid and had all the time in the world, before the internet was as accessible as it is, before smartphones had a trillion apps, I, I did nothing but read books. Read books and play World of Warcraft. That's all I did. So committed was I to reading books that I couldn't afford just to buy a book every week or whatever. So what I would do is I had this program 
that would change PDFs into slides for my my iPod shuffle. As in the iPod shuffle screen is like this big. Like that you could only fit like 20 words on it or something. And so I would convert books into like it'd be like 10,000 slides per book and put it on my iPad on the t uh, not my iPad my my iPad shuffle or whatever the fuck it's called. And I would go page by page reading books. Eventually I had enough money to actually buy books. It was just an iPod or something. Like the, the first iPods that came out. The the, the bit thick fat things. But I do have a thick shelf of books at home. Like every fantasy series you could ever possibly imagine. But eventually, you know, when my time got taken up by the internet, YouTube, my job, study and all that stuff, I've moved into audiobooks. Audiobooks are so much better than books. Maybe not for retention of information necessarily. Like I can't say whether you would really want to have an audiobook for a non-fiction book. Like if you're trying to study for an exam, I don't think an audiobook would be as good. I can't say that for certain though. I'm not basing that in any uh, like studies or something. I'm just saying like for me, I don't think I'd do as well for that. But for fiction, like I'm in the shower listening to a fiction book, Life Reset right now. I'm going to bed listening to an audiobook. Like, in between doing work on my PC, I'm listening to an audiobook. Just, just turn it on with my wireless stuff, you know? Audiobooks are great. Consume far more books in, in much greater convenience than I ever did. Well, maybe not more books, because I'm a lot more busy than I used to be when I was a kid, but you know. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing, and I wish you all the best.